Hello everyone, my name is Andrew, and welcome to the very first episode of From Pong to Pixels. I'm very excited to be starting the journey through video games and the building of its industry. Think of this episode as sort of a trial or a test run of things to see how I want stuff like the pacing and overall feel of these episodes to be. I'll try my best to be informative while also keeping a more lighthearted or upbeat tone. In this episode, I plan to take you guys through the development and creation of some of the first games to be made. But before I do that, I should probably go over the inspiration and thought process behind it all. The reason as to why video games were created in the first place is a bit rough, but it was largely because they were tied to research projects at universities and large corporations. Though these games weren't made for entertainment, they set the foundation and groundwork for video games in the near future. But to see the development in video games, we look back all the way to the 50s to where physicist William H. created the first official video game, Tennis for Two. Tennis for Two was created for display at the Brookhaven National Laboratory's annual public exhibition after learning that the government research institution Downer Model 30 Analog Computer, which was just a really fancy computer at the time, could simulate trajectories and wind resistance, perfect for a tennis-like game. Tennis for Two was the first game to be made solely for entertainment, with every game before it just being a step for technological advancement. The game would become extremely popular, with people lining up to see it at the three-day exhibition. Tennis for Two marked the start of video game creation and opened people's minds to the possibilities of the industry for the first time. And moving on to the 60s, this was probably the most important year for the development and shaping of video games. 1962 was the making of the earliest digital computer game to be available outside of an institution, Space War. The whole process began when computer scientists started to create simple games and simulations on the minicomputer, the minicomputer being an all-around, smaller computer used for testing and running software. This led to the creation of Space War, developed by Steve Russell in collaboration with other students at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT. Space War was an extremely simple space combat game, consisting of two players having to destroy the other player's ship by shooting at it. Although the premise and gameplay was simple, it became very influential to the early development of video games. Also during this time, the first home game console was released, being the Magnavox Odyssey. The design of the Magnavox Odyssey was simple, a black, white, and brown box connected by wires with two rectangular controllers. It came with extremely simple games, such as table tennis, football, and hockey. Although it didn't have any revolutionary titles, it single-handedly created the market for the home game console industry. Now going back a bit, although the marketing and commercialism for video games at the time was small, due to the cost of computers limiting their distribution to research institutions and big corporations, many were still made by programmers and spread by computer manufacturers. Following the spread of Space War, further computer games developed by programmers at universities were also developed and distributed over the next few years. These consisted of the Socratic System, a question-and-answer game designed to teach medical students how to diagnose patients by Wallace Fierzig in 1962, and a dice game by Edward Steinberger in 1965. Now this next game was the start of a huge genre of games that still get made to this day. It started with a joint research project between IBM and the Board of Cooperative Educational Services that led to the creation of the Submarine game, one of the first strategy games, games with a narrative, and the first edutainment game ever made. The arcade video game industry grew out of the pre-existing arcade game industry, which was previously dominated by electromechanical or EM games. Following the arrival of popular Japanese game company Sega's EM game Periscope in 1966, the arcade industry was experiencing a sort of technological renaissance driven by audiovisual EM novelty games. This established the arcades as a healthy environment for the introduction to commercial video games in the early 1970s.
Some major industries we know today started their video game journey around this time, such as the one I mentioned earlier, Sega. Sega is an extremely popular Japanese video game company, mostly known for their series of Sonic the Hedgehog games, but I'll save that for a future episode. Starting as early back as the 40s, American businessmen Martin Bromley, Irving Bromberg, and James Humpert formed Standard Games. Their goal was to provide coin-operated slot machines to military bases due to a demand for entertainment towards the beginning of World War II. After the U.S. banned slot machines on its territory almost a decade later, Bromley sent employees Richard Stewart and Ray Lemaire to Tokyo to establish Service Games of Japan to provide the same slot machines to U.S. bases in Japan. Only a year later, they established Service Games Panama to control the entities of Service Games worldwide. The company expanded to many other territories, such as South Korea, the Philippines, and South Vietnam. The name Sega, being an abbreviation for Service Games, was first used in 1954 on a slot machine, the Diamond Star. Due to investigations by the U.S. government and criminal business practices, Service Games of Japan was dissolved in May of 1960. But in June of the same year, Bromley created two companies to take over his business activities. These two companies purchased all of Service Games of Japan's assets. One business focused on manufacturing slot machines, while the other served as a distributor and operator of coin-operated machines, particularly jukeboxes. The two companies later merging in 1964. I don't want to talk about Sega too much, because they really don't start getting into the video game industry until a bit later, so I'll save the rest for another episode. That'll be all for this episode. I hope you were able to learn something new, and if not, go tell some of your friends. I'm sure they're not all video game nerds like you. Thank you all for listening to the first episode of From Pong to Pixels. This is your host Andrew, signing off.